All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation, and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. This podcast is part of a short series to help and encourage current and potential small business owners to improve and grow. I will be talking to experts in their fields, as well as successful business owners, and we will be discussing what they do and how they do it so well. The thing about starting a business is that there's many ways to do it. Just like being in a safe and secure job, it also takes a lot of guts to take a jump or also to take things to the next level. Over the last eight years, I've been following the work of Dylan Perez and his wife, Katrina, and their journey from a van to a restaurant selling nothing but chicken wings. Um, Dylan, thank you so much for joining us. Easy. Would I be right in saying that, you know, it was 2014 when you first started off? 2014 that we first started. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And, and, and can I ask you, the first question is why chicken wings? Um, was it something that you've just always been in love with or... Yeah, look, we've um, we've had a passion for chicken wings. We've we've got family in America and Canada um, who we used to visit once a year or once every couple of years. Whenever we went there, we just got straight into the chicken wing culture there. Um, there's wing joints everywhere, and we didn't have anything like that here back then. Um, I think in Brisbane, there's two places that you could get chicken wings, um, and that was it. So yeah. we, we saw the opening there, and we decided that we we're going to start a restaurant, but we had just had our fourth child um, and speaking to other friends that had restaurants, it wasn't going to suit our lifestyle, which is why we um, ended up looking into the food truck industry, which had only just started back then. I think there was only three other trucks in Brisbane at the time. Yeah. Because, because I mean, a lot of people have heard of King of the Wings. Like it's, it's t- to me, it was when I first heard about, you know, the, the food truck, I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. It's, it's chicken wings. But I mean, then again, how much yeah. do people love chicken wings? But they obviously do love chicken wings because whenever there's a major <laughs> festival or whenever there's anything like that, um, you are there, you know, and t- to me, what I want to talk about today is, you know, your journey at the beginning, but, but also sort of, again, taking things to the next level, because I think you went to the U S and you won a massive award there as well. Yes. So, um, well, taking it back to the beginning, I, I was in, um, the nightclub industry and entertainment industry for 15, 16 years. And Katrina was in hospitality. So she was actually managing restaurants for other people. But we then um, decided that we, we didn't want to work for other people. I, I said to Katrina, you know, the, the nightclub industry, the entertainment industry, money's great, but the hours are terrible. And I did say to her that the only way that I was going to leave that industry is if we we're working for ourselves. Yeah. And, and especially having children. Um, did you have children at the time or was that before? Yeah. Yeah. No, we've... Um, our, our eldest is uh, has just turned twenty one. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a twenty one year old, a sixteen year old, nine year old, and sorry, twelve year old and a nine year old. Yep. So, so I guess you saw it at the time as a way as well to have that more of a family balance as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and the food truck really did that for us when we first started the business because we were able to drop the kids to school in the morning, go and do a lunch trade with the food truck, and then pick them up from school and be home by by three thirty. And, and when you first started with you know, King of the Wings, what was a, a, 
again, going to the US to win that award um, and then coming back. And I felt at that point, that's when it really took off when people started thinking, okay, hold on a second. Like this, this is, this yeah. is these aren't just chicken wings. Yeah. No, look, to be honest, um, I came from a marketing background, marketing events such as Superfest and, and Soulfest and um, nightclubs as well. So I basically took that theory and that, and that way of marketing and put it into the food business and promoted my food business like it was it was an event. Mm. Um, so within the first, I think we had a thousand followers on Facebook before we even launched the business. Wow. And then within the first three months, we're, we're sitting at about 5,000 followers. Um, so it, it, it went viral very quickly. Um, and we we're getting a lot of traction and it just grew from there. We're, we're currently sitting in excess of 50,000 followers and that's, that's organic in Brisbane or in Australia, but mostly in Brisbane. Um, we've never bought likes on Facebook or Instagram. So it, it's, a, it's a true following and it shows every time we pull up the truck somewhere, um, we can literally give a day's notice and you know we'll have, we'll have a good couple of hundred people show up to get wings. Yeah, for their fix. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is as well, when it, when it comes to, I mean, your, your journey, I mean, if we can, I mean, it was 2014, start of 2014 when you first started. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and this is the part that gets me really excited is you didn't just think, okay, we have a successful food truck. Let's just do that and chill and, you know, work, you know, half the week. You thought, no, let's mm-hmm. just take things to the next level. Cause you've got a second truck now um, and you've, you've got a restaurant, uh, which just yeah. turned one as well. Um, can, right. can you explain that journey? And I know you were telling me earlier with the second truck, I had some crazy issues. Yeah, so definitely. So the first, the first uh, food food van that we had was a trailer. Um, obviously, we we outgrew that pretty quickly. Um, so it took us two years to basically save up to get a, a truck. So the difference being that the food trailer cost us about sixty grand to start up. Um, the food truck is 120 uh, because we're going purpose built as well. So we actually went to the States to represent Australia in, in Wingfest in New York, uh, September 2016. And the day that we got back, we were supposed to pick up the truck from the builder, um, rang him up to find out what time we could pick it up and found out he went bankrupt while we we're overseas. We then found out that liquidators took our truck because it was still in his name. It hadn't been registered over yet. Um, he had already, we had already paid him the 120. Unfortunately, we couldn't get anything back. So we then had to take out another loan to purchase the truck back from the liquidators. Um, and then only to find out from council that he had actually bodged a lot of the work that he had done on the truck just to get the progressive payments done. Um, obviously we didn't know anything about building a truck. So we were trusting that he was doing the right thing. Um, but majority of the work that he had done had to actually be pulled out and redone, um, including exhaust fans, cold room fil- um, mechanics, um, even down to the seals on the benches, um, pretty much had to be stripped and redone. So it ended up costing us close to $240,000 in the end um, for a truck that was originally worth one hundred and twenty. Wow. Wow. So, and you didn't give up as well. Like that's the part that I admire the most about that because. Yeah, look, we, we had two options. Uh, we had two options. We, we said we could either cut our losses and go back to square one or we could fork out the extra and work really hard to, to try, and, try and pay it off and, and get back on track to growing the business. Yeah. And then when did you work out, let's do a restaurant? 
because again, like it's, it's really just like what I said earlier, it's like being in a safe and secure job. If you have something that's popular, something that's working, it, yeah, definitely. it takes, it, it takes something inside you to be like, okay, let's just, I know this is going really, really well, but let's go yeah. do something else. That's crazy. And 10 times more work. Yeah, definitely. Look, it came down to the fact that we had an awesome team um, and we were able to step out from working in the business and start working on the business. Um, and that's that's the key for us. We uh, Once we had that team running the truck down pat without us having to physically be there, we could then start growing. Um, and that's when we decided to work on the restaurant, uh, Bricks and Water. Yes. And, and can I ask you, um, I mean, having an awesome team, putting together people that you trust as well, uh, what tips would you give to people looking at doing the same thing? Because most businesses start off, you know, as one person or husband, wife, band type of thing. And then yeah. it's, it's that trust factor. It's definitely, I think the key that um, Katrina and I always put, put in place is to treat our staff well, because they are representing our business. The business is only as good as the staff that represent it. So the best, better you treat them, um, the better they're going to treat your baby, basically. That's so true. That's so true. Because uh, in, in, at the same time, it makes them feel like it's their business as well, in a way, because definitely, it's- definitely, and we say that to each and every one of them: treat it like it's your own. Yeah. You know, we we don't we don't really call them staff. It's it's more family within the King of the Wings team. So yeah, and, and and how is it? I mean, and this is another thing. So the there's a big there's a saying out there that you should that partnerships normally don't work, and mm-hmm. that working with your wife or your husband <laughs> normally isn't a good yeah. idea. Um, can I ask you, how are you making it work? Like, do you have a secret, not a secret formula, but do you have like a technique or do you have a strategy or do you have something that you no, both look, do? Or Yeah, I, I firmly believe that partnerships don't work either. We were in a partnership um, early last year, um, late 2019, we started uh, a restaurant in a partnership. It was branded differently to King of the Wings, but it didn't work out. Um, there was a very different vision from the other party. Um, which basically led us to starting our own restaurant on our own with no no partners, no investors. Um, and we've decided that whatever we do with the business from now on, it's going to be that way, just Katrina and myself. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. Now, with regards to us working together, <laughs> uh, it's great. It's great. We have a great relationship. We understand each other. Um, we know when we need to switch off <laughs> from work. And I think that's that's a key thing as well, utilizing downtime to do things of leisure rather than constantly concentrating on work. Yes. And what about children as well? So what about like, because again, even as a working parent, some people find it hard to give their children attention. And I mean, yeah, we've, we've got a great support network around us. One of our babysitters, she's been with us for, um, I think, 12 years, 10 years. Um, so she's pretty much family. Uh, whenever we need her, she's she's there. We've uh, also got, I've got three three sisters and our parents are great as well in supporting. But two, our two older kids, they actually work in the business as well. Nice. 16-year-old, um, she's actually planning for next year. She's, she's finished grade 10 um, and she's actually planning to do a pathway um, on business management um, while doing an apprenticeship with us in our business instead of doing your traditional grade 11 and 12. Yes. It's great that we're able to give them opportunities, I guess, that they wouldn't usually get. 
and not just that, but but also in, in a way they've seen what she's seen what mum and dad have done, and she's seen that it's like in a way it's an inspiration, and it's also a pathway um, to, to something to sort of see, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's great. It's great that the kids still want to be involved, and especially with Layla, um, a lot of a lot of family businesses, you know, the kids don't want to carry on the business. Whereas she knows the ins and outs. She knows every part of the business. She cooks. She does the front of house. She she does pod systems, marketing, and now she's learning to drive as well. So, yeah. you know, it, it's comforting to know that we can then pass that on. 100%. And, and what mistakes have you, and I mean, you've obviously made some mistakes along the way, which we, we all do yep. um, in any journey. Yep. Um, what would you say the biggest mistakes are that you've learned from that you could, I guess, pass wisdom through to, to those listening to this? Yep. Biggest mistakes is in time management, I guess. It's easy to get complacent when things are going well um, and try and ride the wave, I guess, but you constantly have to stay active. It's very easy to allow your business to get complacent and, it can turn around very quickly, especially when you're hitting things like COVID and lockdowns and the unexpected, you have to constantly be prepared for change. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, time is probably one of those things we take for granted, isn't it? Because Mm -hmm. especially if you wake up in the morning, if you've got a list of things to do, if you don't manage Mm -hmm. it properly, suddenly it's one o'clock and you've only ticked two things off the list of 20. Definitely, definitely. Um, And also when it comes to working with with other people working with other professionals what what are your thoughts on that like as in for example outsourcing outsourcing uh we we basically do everything pretty much everything to do with the business we do in-house uh from the the prep the marketing the the sources training everything's done in-house to keep it as authentic as possible authentic but we also have and no we also know exactly what's happening in our business in every aspect of our business by managing that and keeping it all in-house, we have full control over everything that happens. And um, and, it, and with the restaurant, so you've just hit 12 months, which is, mm-hmm. again, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, what's, and, and, you know, looking back 12 months as well, is there anything that you feel, actually looking back even to when you started, is there, mm-hmm. is there anything that you sort of wish you did differently as well? The only thing that I wish we had done differently with the restaurant is go for a bigger space. (laughs) We decided, we decided to start small and, and work it up from there. Uh, But it took off very quickly. And especially with COVID restrictions in the last year, it has been a challenge, but the only thing that we would have done differently is gone for a bigger space from the get go. But these are things that you live and learn. No, you do. And it's, it, it's a catch, it's a catch 22 as well, isn't it? Because if, if you That's took right. a bigger place, right. would have, your rent would probably be double or triple. It would be. And there's always the unknown when you're starting a new business. In a way, this was a new business for us. It was running under the same brand and the same product, but it was a very different situation because even now with the restaurant, we could be trading 12 hours and turn over the same as what the truck does in two hours. So they're com- Two completely different formulas, but at the same time, if it's pouring rain, the truck can't go out, whereas the restaurant is still open. So it's got its pros and cons. That is true. That is true. And also, I'm assuming your systems are completely separate as well. Uh, no, everything's the same uh, right. across okay. the board. All our pod systems are all linked up between the trucks and the restaurants. Um, the cooking cooking facilities and everything's the same. The only difference is that the restaurant, we're king of the wings and things. 
So we're doing ribs, we're doing burgers, uh, loaded fries, jalapeno poppers, onion rings, whereas the truck is just focused on straight wings and chips. Okay. Um, mm. and, and expanding from that, I'm, I'm guessing that was a bit, of a, a bit of an obvious one because if you know you do wings so well, you know, it's, you've, you've probably had a bit of a taste as to what people actually want and what people want to eat? Yeah, for us, it was just giving uh, the option of variety because unlike the truck where people come to the truck and we usually have a food truck event where they can get wings and then their friends can get whatever they want from the other trucks um, or, you know, they come and get takeaway. With the restaurant, if you've got a group of eight people, not everyone's going to love wings. So we just wanted to offer that variety. But also, there's we've got customers that come two or three times a week to the restaurant um, so we wanted to offer variety for them as well to be able to have something different each time they come along yeah. with their wings. Yeah. And lastly, what advice would you give to those thinking of starting um, a business? And I mean, let's see, let's even focus on specifically the, the food truck industry, you know, the, because yep. I mean, they've, they've become so popular and mm-hmm. it, in a way it is a bit of a, an, a good place to start for someone wanting to get into food because you don't have, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't have ridiculous rent and the fixed costs are a lot lower. Um, yeah. You know, what advice would you give to those thinking of starting in the food truck industry? I guess the best advice is just just do it. Just give it a try. You've got nothing to lose. Well, the, the worst that can happen is you start back at where you began, where you began. Yeah. And never take no for an answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good advice to be honest with you. And, and I think if you're passionate about something, if you really are passionate, you shouldn't take Definitely. no to an answer. And, and I think it may normally it would come naturally anyway. Yeah. Because it's the other advice I give. So anyone wanting to start a food truck is know your menu first. Know your product, know your menu first. I see so many people wanting to start a food truck. They go and buy a food truck and then they go, oh, what should I do? You know, what, what sort of food should I do? You, you've, got, you've got to really know your concept, your design, your marketing plan before you actually go and spend sixty dollars to $100,000 investing on that business. That's so true because, because I guess once you know your product, everything centers around that. Exactly. And it's so important in a food truck when you're working with, you know, a three meter space as your full kitchen to have everything set out exactly how you need it to work best for you. So, and that, that is all based around your menu. Yes. So, so really you should plan it. You shouldn't wing it. Pardon the pun. <laughs> exactly. I just wanted <laughs> exactly to say that. that. I just, I just, I've been trying to work out how to say it for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and, and lastly, like, um, you know, if, if anybody wants to, you know, get some of these wings, uh, where's, how and where is the best place to find you? Okay, so we've got the restaurant at Stafford, um, 240 Stafford Road, and we've got the two food trucks on the road. The best way is to actually jump on Facebook or Instagram, follow us, and you'll be able to see daily where the trucks are rolling around to. Okay. Is there a day in the week that you normally post for that weekend or is it literally No, so we, daily? we post it. We post daily, so we have we have a few set locations, such as every Wednesday night we're at Green Beacon Brewing Co. in Tenerife, um, Thursdays at Brendale Brewing Co. in Brendale, uh, and then Fridays we rotate different locations. Saturdays we're at Malcovat Marketa or Malcovat Street Food, which is behind the showgrounds. Yes, but yeah, basically every other day we we go to different locations and we just post daily on on our socials. Okay, and we have a lot of people that listen to the show that are interstate as well. So if you're interstate, tough luck. <laughs> we are we are looking at options and we look we did we did a pop-up in sydney um this was 2017 yep we did a pop-up in sydney um we actually had support from the colin jackie show and big marketing team over there we wow. saw over five thousand people come through in six days wow which 
which shows that there's a massive uh, massive following for King of the Wings in Sydney too. So never know what the future holds. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, and lastly, I like to finish all my episodes off with a dad joke. Um, I'm sure you've got a couple. <laughs> I tried to find some about wings, but only like 10% of them are appropriate for this show. But um, the, the best one I could come up with is uh, how do chickens leave the building? They use an know. exit. <laughs> exit. Yeah, I got it. It was all right. It was all right. Have you got any or you could off the top of your head or? Nah, I'm going to work on that one. No, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> so, oh, we could put it. My son got me a book for Christmas um, last year. Is it literally a yeah. dad joke book? So it's <laughs> it's good. It's um it's handy. It, and it's um and, but to be honest <laughs> with you, I think as dads, we just come up with them anyway. Like when they're planned, they're normally it's on not the spur good. of the moment. It has to it's be on spur, the spur of the moment. moment. Just to annoy your kids. That's it. You can't just, yeah, you have to wing it. Yeah. Number two. Now, thank you, Dylan. Thank you so much again for your time. I really appreciate it. And again, no, like I'm it's, you know, I hope whoever listening to this has got some inspiration out of it because again, I've been inspired watching your journey and um, it's again, I mean, I'm so excited to see where things go for you and Katrina and the family, you know, over the next five thank or you. 10 years. I appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thanks for joining us on sharing more than the sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.